Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Okay, I guess it's just us this week. Hi, it, it's like old times again. Yeah. So, Hugh, what's got you geeked? Well, if I can navigate, if I can negotiate around the cat here, because I am a good negotiator when it comes to cats, uh, I got something in the mail this week I'm really excited about. Um, as people know, you know, I'm a foodie. That's a big thing for me. And I happened to see an ad in my Facebook feed about something called the General's Hot Sauce. Maybe Ooh. you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. I'm now the proud owner of six bottles of, of this. And check this out. It's a friggin' grenade. That's awesome. There are oh, even has a little dog tag. Here's uh, one of the green ones. Nice. And I'm assuming the different colors probably denote different flavors or heats. Yeah. Yeah. There are several different. Uh, I, I got their variety pack. So basically, I got your general, um, <laughs> your general yeah. uh, uh, cayenne pepper sauce, which is their red sauce. Then they have a shock and awe, which is um, orange habaneros. They have a, a green sauce, which is actually um, cayennes, but before they turn red. They have a jalapeno sauce. Um, there's another red one, which is some other kind of pepper. I forget. And I uh, actually got a, not that I can have a lot of it because that one has sugar in it, but there's a, a maple syrup, Ooh. That, uh, which is freaking delicious. It is so good. And, and what blew me away, besides the fact that, um, I mean, this stuff is good and the hotter ones are super hot. Like I, I was crying the other day. Basically, I made a big plate of scrambled eggs and I put a little bit of each sauce on it. Ooh. The morning I got them so I could try them and, and move up in heat. And by the end, I was like, these are the best eggs I've ever had. Uh, but what blew me away was the fact that they got to me so fast. I literally really? was sitting watching TV Saturday night. Okay, so it's like 9, 10 o'clock at night when this comes my way. I search around for a little bit. I don't know exactly when I put the order in, but it was really late on Saturday night. I ordered on Amazon. No, it says it'd be delivered on Monday. Well, you know, I mean, two days, that's, you know, that, that that's not unreasonable. Amazon's really quick. I get deliveries after five all the time. Sometimes they arrive before eight. This shit was on my porch before I made breakfast Monday morning. Wow. I was about to start making my morning smoothie because that's what I have every morning for breakfast, except once or twice a week, I'll have some scrambled eggs. And I was like, Tuesday, I'm going to have scrambled eggs with my new hot sauces. And I'm getting ready. I literally have the cup in my hand and I see the mailman on my porch. I'm like, what the fuck? I go out there and there it is, my big box of grenade hot sauce. Nice. Uh, man, I mean, it was so fast. And I wanted to read a little bit about this, okay? So it comes with a little uh, pamphlet um, about our company, Smoke Hall Foods L3C. What the fuck is an L3C? 
Uh, a veteran-owned small business, maybe that's what an L3C is, was established in 2012 at a tailgater like most great companies and set out to achieve three things. Make the absolute highest quality all-natural hot sauce without cutting any corners. Think Johnny Walker Blue Scotch. Support Amer the American farmer and protect product quality by growing all of our own peppers here in the U.S. That's right, every single pepper and create employment opportunities for and donate to a meaningful, per meaningful percentage of our profits to military and veteran families. Um, we'll skip to the next thing. So about our product. Now, this is interesting. Each bottle of the General's hot sauce is all natural and contains 86% actual peppers. Most other sauces are 20% at best. Wow. Most, yeah, because they, they end up, you know, cutting it with vinegar or water or some things like that. There's no thickeners, no preservatives. Um, they also study and employ biologically sustainable growing practices. We're proud of the fact there are no mystery chemicals being sprayed on our peppers. It's all about the details. We rinse every pepper before it gets ground into mash. No dirt, no branches, no leaves. We grind the peppers the same day they're picked. It's hard work, but it's worth it. The pepper mash is stored in our aging houses until it's ready to filter, blend, and bottle. Some things can't be rushed. Uh, I'm not going to read this entire thing, but uh, I thought it was very interesting. I did not know that most commercial hot sauces are only 20% peppers. So not only is this really tasty, really spicy, uh, but it also seems to uh, they have a, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, integrity when it comes to you know what they stand for and what they're making and how they make it. Uh, not a lot of companies can say that. So I urge you guys, if you like hot sauce, look it up. It's called the general's hot sauce. You're not going to be disappointed. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like looking for some hot sauce to put on your wings, go to the general and save some time, but it just didn't work. <laughs> it was a little weird, but yeah, that's, what's got me geeked, man. Nice. Then it'll be in the show notes. Fantastic. I thought I might have to negotiate with you to get that in the show notes, but uh, I'm glad you're just going to do it. <laughs> um, so two things. I do have something that's got me geeked, but I want to I want to go into what's what's got me tweaked right now. I'm I'm really really not happy. Um I don't know if you can tell from this far away or not. I'm looking pretty rough right now. Dude, I, I miss Corbs and Kev too, but man, you you're taking it too far. No. Um almost 44 years old and I finally fucking develop seasonal allergies. It's uh, I'm feeling pretty miserable. Um, but I still made it to the show. Good so, for you. Um, I feel like sandpaper. My my nose feels like someone punched me in the face. But that might also have something to do with the, the festering nasty pimple under my skin right now. Man, it's, it yeah. sounds like those are difficult symptoms to negotiate, Paul. I'm glad you're yes. here too. But at least I'm not stuck on a toilet. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to. <laughs> What's got me geeked? And that is, um, Hugh, did you know I'm a campaign manager? I think I might have seen something on Facebook about this right before the show started. <laughs> um, Madison, my oldest, has decided that she is throwing her non-existent hat, because she has a big head, into the ring um, for sixth grade student council. Um, now, is there a particular reason she decided to pick a campaign manager that's definitely going to get her campaign torpedoed for violations? Um, you know, ethical I mean, violations? Right. I mean, silver lining, I'm not allowed at the school with the whole COVID thing, so I can't really screw too much up for her. <laughs> so um, now you can use COVID as excuse instead of beforehand when you had to say I'm not allowed at the school. For legal reasons, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but no, she's been hell-bent on this since last year. Uh, she just decided she wanted to be on student council. Apparently, they're voting for six kids. Uh, tomorrow, they have to give their speeches. And uh, so she, she she did create quite a, quite a campaign sign. Uh, big old poster board that says, vote for Madison S. for student council. Um, and, you know, because we have to go over the top, I went to uh, Walgreens and had an eight by 10 of her printed out, cut it out, put it in the middle of the her sign. Uh, you guys will see it. I'm, I'm hoping Facebook links work in this because um, that'll be in the show notes. Um, if it doesn't work the way I want it to, I'll take the link out and just post the picture along with it. But uh, yeah, so so that's good. Uh, voting is next Wednesday. So two weeks from now two episodes from now episode 105 um i'm hoping i will have good news for all you guys listening and rooting around all right fantastic um so hugh what are you playing 
Oh, that is a big, big question this week, Paul. Uh, now, last time I had said that I anticipated that I was going to have beaten uh, the uh, reboot Tomb Raider trilogy by the time we, we got back together. And I certainly did, uh, along nice. with a lot more. I, I did beat it. Um, I want to echo my previous sentiment that um, if you, especially if you, you only like modern games or whatever, you know, you're not interested in going retro, uh, you're not going to go wrong. Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider are three of the best games I've ever played. They're fantastic. Go play them. Uh, immediately after that, I was like, man, what am I going to play now? So I've had a busy week, dude. Uh, I realized that I had the entire Uncharted series as well that I've collected over the years from PlayStation nice. Plus. And Uncharted is basically uh, the male version of Tomb Raider. Same concept. Uh, very cinematic game, you know, kind of a, you know, Indiana Jones ripoff, if you will, uh, but done well. Uh, and it's in the news this week, actually. Some pictures were posted from the uh, upcoming Sony Uncharted movie, which has people in an uproar because it stars uh, Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Now, I know you don't know anything about Uncharted, Paul, but uh, nope. basically Nathan Drake and his buddy Sully. They're, Nathan, in, in the games, Nathan's probably in his 30s. Sully's probably in his 50s. If I had to draw a parallel to another movie um, twosome, I would say kind of like Highlander with Connor McCloud and, um, oh, my God, I can't believe his name is uh, escaping me. Yeah, Ramirez. So so think, you know, th that kind of an age difference. Ramirez was older. Okay. Um, this doesn't work, first of all. I mean, the picture of them, I mean, they're saying it's an origin story, so it's set before the games. I get that. They probably want to make Tom Holland happy. They probably want young actors so they can, like, milk this franchise forever. But holy shit, is this completely inappropriate casting. Um, I'm sure they're both going to act their, their, their best and they're going to do a good job with it. But Mark Wahlberg would be a better Nathan Drake. And then pick somebody older to be Sully. It's really weird. Um, having played the game now, I understand why okay. people are freaking out uh, because it's it's so off from the source material. It's not funny. I mean, people are probably freaking out about, you know, um, in uh, Netflix Sandman, they uh, cast uh, a black woman as death. You know, which is, yes. Yeah, um, this is worse. That's that's not bad. That's a little weird if you're a fan of the comic book, but this is what we do these days. So it's OK. This casting is way off. Uh, but that I digress. So I beat the first Uncharted. Fan, great game. I really enjoyed it. A couple places that were really difficult, uh, especially these jet ski portions. Uh, a bit more old school, uh, you know, than than I'm used to. And uh, I started Uncharted too. But I get into that, and I'm like, you know what? I did a, this whole great thing with Tomb Raider. You know what? I am going to go ahead, and I'm going to start playing. I, I'm going to st stop here, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to play some older Tomb Raider games. I pull out my PS3. I fire it up. I ordered. Uh, a couple games, the uh, Tomb Raider trilogy, um, which was on the original uh, PlayStation, there was like four or five Tomb Raider games. Then on PS2, there were three, uh, PS2, PS3, uh, there were three games. There was uh, Tomb Raider Legend, Tomb Raider Anniversary, which is a remake of the original game, and uh, Tomb Raider Underworld. And they had a disc that had all three of them. So I bought that. I'm like, this is going to be great. Um, I played and beat Tomb Raider Legend. Um, good game. Uh, some challenging parts because of the way we used to do platformers in the old days. Um, things are certainly more forgiving these days, uh, but I certainly enjoyed it. And the story was interesting. Moved on to Tomb Raider anniversary and the disc drive in my PlayStation three died. Oh, it's done. It's toast. So I couldn't play this or the other game I ordered off eBay, which was Dante's Inferno, which we'll get oh. to in a minute. Um, so I scrambled around. I'm like, wait a second. I beat this game, the first game on here. And like, you know, three days. So successfully processed a return to both Amazon and eBay for both discs. So I'm going to get my money back, turned around and um, I bought uh, Tomb Raider Underworld from uh, the PlayStation store and Dante's Inferno. Uh, anniversary is not available uh, or not anniversary. Yeah. Tomb Raider anniversary is not available on the store uh, on the PS3. So I finished installing that on my Vita last night and started playing it while I was taking it down. Meanwhile, I am at the end of Dante's Inferno, uh, which is a, a hardcore um, God of War type clone. But it's I mean, we're talking crazy fighting, huge enemies. Uh, I want to talk about this a little bit, though, because. You know, sometimes we try to make the argument of video games as art, and I think that this game is is one of the games that really needs to be held up. Now, review-wise, it got favorable reviews, but some people said it worships at the altar of God of War. I mean, yes, it's similar to God of War in that you run around in a 3D world and you beat things up. You could probably call 
500 games, you know, God of War clones, but you know, right. it's not like God of War created that genre. Okay. I could say God of War worships at the altar of medieval. <laughs> Anybody okay. remembers yeah. what the hell that is. I do. Now, all right. Now, that being said, uh, do you know anything about Dante's Inferno, Paul? Um, I know the poem that it's based on. By heart? No. I mean, that would be really fucking cool. And we probably could have set okay. that up if we would have thought about it ahead of time. <laughs> now, the, the idea, you know, it's based on the poem. And Dante has to go through all of the uh, circles and realms of hell to try to, uh, to, to save the, the soul of his wife. Uh, not going to get into too many details there. But visually, the world this game creates is mind-blowing okay it is horrific it is vulgar it is disgusting it is disturbing i mean at one point i'm in the realm of lust and besides the fact that i mean when you're crawling around like the walls you climb on you can see people behind the walls undulating and trying to push out and they're talking to you and shit and in the, the realm of lust they're like moaning and stuff and saying things like pleasure me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's but but here's the thing. This is NSFU or NSFU, <laughs> NSFW, uh, but it's it's not um, it's not something you're gonna watch and uh, wank off. Okay, gotcha. Is the the boss of of that particular realm, and she is gigantic. Like the, that level starts off with this tower that looks like a you wouldn't notice it unless you were looking for it, but it's definitely a big dick and it rises way up into the air and you basically make your way up this tower throughout the whole level. And uh, while you're doing that, I mean, she's like a giant, like bigger than King Kong climbing up this thing, her big titties swinging around. She bashes a hole in the wall. Your fucking tongues come out of her nipples while you're fighting all these things. And then her nipple opens up and all these demons come out and she scoops them up and lays them down into the play field. And now you have to fight them. I mean, it's disturbing. It's wow. not, it's not, oh yeah, look at titties. It's, it's exactly as twisted as you would expect hell to be. Hell, by the way, of, you know, Hellraiser and maybe a little bit of Tim Burton. Um, so friggin' disturbing. Uh, and, and so many little touches like the suicide forest, because you get to the point where you have to uh, confront violence and there's levels, violence against, uh, another violence against self and violence against God. And those are three different levels. And then the wow. violence against self. Yeah. It's a suicide forest. And if you get too close to these, these things that I am not going to describe, basically your character starts taking his sword and trying to stab it into his chest. And you have like a little mini game that you've got to do to stop him from doing it. And you have to steer clear of those things. I mean, it's fucked, uh, but it's so good. And it's all done. I mean, all the things I'm telling you, and I probably haven't even told you the worst parts about it. Well, people would call worst and every single bit of it is done completely artistically, completely taken seriously. This is not a joke. It is not fat material. What it is, is friggin' art. I've not seen any other game achieve. Wow. The PS3, Paul? I still do. Yes. Okay. Get it. Download the game. Uh, and play. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's 14 bucks and 100% worth it. Take a break from whatever you're doing and just play through this because it's amazing. Nice. It was PS3, but it was a good, it was electronic arts and uh, visceral games. So it was a good publisher. So graphically, it still holds up really well. Uh, so you're not going to be playing it like playing Tomb Raider Legend. You know, Avery comes out and goes, Oh, these graphics are horrible. Is this an old game? <laughs> It's not like uh, going back and playing the original Tomb Raider or something. Hey, Paul, you you froze up there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. We are having technical difficulties. Your audio kept dropping out there for a bit. Um, Oh, no. We still got the gist of everything with the game. Trust me. Um, but okay. it's, you were freezing and it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this. This might be an interesting episode. Um, <laughs> I can't tell if you're I'm just kidding. or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm playing. Uh, a lot. I'm playing a lot. I've beaten a ton of games in the past month. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's. That's what I did with my month off. I played video games because I'm 12. Hey, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. Um, but I have not played anything. I, I've I've not really had time to play anything. 
Um, I'm I'm still waiting to jump into Batman Arkham Origins. It's it's like literally laying on top of my PS3 right now. I was ready to go. I just haven't been able to get into it. Um, just because there's so much other crap going on. Um, so yeah, I th- there is a lot of crap going going on. Yeah, hearing about a lot of crap going on. A lot of crap. A lot of crapping. A lot of crapping. Uh, hard to negotiate it. <laughs> so should we restart this segment since we're having a technical difficulty? Not the segment. Uh, restart because we're having technical difficulties. Come back and go into the news. That's what I was thinking. Let's throw it to our uh, our, our commercial break, and then we will uh, roll right into the next segment. If you can actually stop the recording. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. are back you know that's gonna bother me every time it happens me too for those of you that uh can't hear that i don't know will they be able to hear that do you think i hope they can't hear that yeah that's awful um whenever we start a segment it says this meeting's now being recorded that's awful anyway we're gonna go into the news so first up this week toss a severed head to your witcher i don't know if you guys saw this but henry cable has been cast in the highlander reboot coming from Lionsgate films now uh if you don't know highlander uh it's a older movie uh corbs did that on one of his classic movie reviews did he not i don't believe so no i don't think he's done uh, highlander yet okay well, i know we discussed uh, highlander we, we did uh highlander the great movie uh didn't do well at the time but uh, it was a cult classic uh, about a group of immortals and they have to, you know, chop each other's heads off. And the last one standing ends up, uh, you know, winning the prize, whatever that is, which seems to change from movie to movie. Popular enough to spawn a bunch of movies, uh, some TV shows, uh, really great TV show uh, starring Adrian Paul, uh, which I know you're a fan of as well. Now, what's interesting is this is coming from uh, director Chad uh, Stileski, who uh, did the John Wick franchise. Uh, Carly Williamson has penned the script, but Gregory Wyden is also on to executive produce, and he is the original creator of not only the Highlander franchise, but also the Prophecy series of films. Uh, nice. So it, it looks like we've got everybody who really needed to be on there. In fact, uh, the original executive producer, Peter Davis, was on board to be part of this as well until he died earlier in the year. So they really brought back the people um, you know, th- that made it originally. They brought on some new blood who have had success with other movie franchises. And uh, we don't know uh, whether Henry is going to be playing, you know, uh, Connor or Ramirez, or if it's going to be an entirely new group of characters. So we don't know that he is the lead lead. If they follow the original story, he could be in the Ramirez slot, but I don't see why they would waste him there unless they're concerned he has too many franchises already. That is a possibility. Yeah. So he would bring power to the first, maybe the second movie, but uh, you know, they may be looking for someone else to actually carry it. Uh, next up, if I'd ever actually watched the show, I'd have a witty title for you. The CW is retooling their live action Powerpuff Girls show after details about the script leaked online. Did you see this, Paul? Yes. Details like Buttercup threatening to release Blossom's nudes. Now, I know nothing about Powerpuff Girls, but I know I don't need to see Maya and Bialik's fun bits. So I, I, I'm, I'm all, all for them retooling the whole thing. Uh, I would have loved to sit in on that pitch meeting, though. Hey, we're going to like reboot a cartoon with sex. Ah, they did it with Ren and Stimpy, but I, I, I don't know. It just seems like it was a bad idea all around. Finally, the name's Bezos. 
Jeff Bezos. Amazon has finalized its uh, deal to purchase MGM. Now, MGM is one of the biggest studios and oldest studios uh, in the world. It was established in 1924, and uh, they have over 17,000 films and TV shows in their vault. Now, I already thought Jeff Bezos owned the only working Stargate in the world, but now we can actually call it a Stargate because he owns Stargate, James Bond, and a ton of other stuff. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of this stuff, first of all, probably go to Amazon. I think it's likely we're finally going to see another Stargate series because now that they own the nice. property, I, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, if they can spend, you know, $450 billion, uh, was it, on one season of Lord of the Rings? Or was it million? It was some obscene. Million, yeah. Yeah. It's still on, crazy. On one, one season of uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, they can spend, you know, $3 million on a season of Stargate, I hope. Please, Jeff, I order shit from you all the time. Come on, man. Do me a solid. And that's the news, kids. Now, be careful of those hard drugs like ibuprofen. Not everyone has two backup kidneys like Laura. Paul? In other news, koalas feed their newborns poop. Back to you, Hugh. Now, we are going to do something different this week. Uh, I am going to do the movie review. Um, originally, Corbs uh, was going to do the negotiator, but he is having negotiation issues with a toilet. Interestingly enough, I had that exact same problem today. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I, he sent an emoji. I, I, I'm not going to get into details, uh, but I was at Lowe's this morning buying parts to, to repair the toilet upstairs, and that's what I did. First thing in the morning, I had my hands in a toilet. And interestingly enough, okay, uh, Paul, does your toilet have styrofoam around the inside to prevent sweating? I don't think so. Okay. Well, ours does. And the problem was the flapper. And I've tried to fix this before, and I couldn't see it until I actually took everything apart. Uh, the styrofoam, the, the flapper couldn't close all the way because it was hitting the styrofoam. And originally, when it, when it was first installed, because this was put in when we bought the house, so eight years ago, right. uh, it was fine. But it's warped now because of hitting that styrofoam and it wouldn't close all the way and i bought a new one and i that's when i saw like holy crap it's hitting the styrofoam first of all how the fuck did the guy that put that toilet in think that was okay fuck you dude um and second of all i mean i had to take a fucking screwdriver and chisel styrofoam chunks out of the the tank on both sides to make this thing fit long story sir short i negotiated my way through that dilemma and we now have a working toilet upstairs uh the issue being, though, I have not watched The Negotiator, so I can't review that. But what I can review is uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which I did watch this past weekend. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, it's a Netflix movie. It has a short theatrical release. I brought it up last week. And it's basically a, a zombie movie, uh, but it's not a sequel to Zack Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead. It is a batshit crazy zombie movie. Now, a lot of people online are saying, oh, I hated it, this, that, plot hole, this, plot hole, that. It's a fucking zombie movie, okay? I mean, what do you expect? This is not Heart of Darkness, all right? Uh, I'm sorry, Apocalypse Now. I actually read the book of that film. Fucked me up for like three months, but um, I always think of it as Heart of Darkness. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Now, it isn't one of those situations where if you know what you're getting into or you know what you're going into, even above that, because my big thing, um, because I, I joined uh, the Slasher Social Network this week, which is a, a social network for horror fans, nice. and we were talking about this, and uh, I said, you know what, this movie was actually better than, than it had to be to meet expectations, Okay. Not a lot, not a ton. It's not going to win awards, but it was better than it had to be to meet expectations, and that's always a good thing. Uh, the basic story of this movie is uh, Las Vegas is now uh, a wasteland. Uh, you, there was a zombie outbreak, and uh, they, they walled off uh, Las Vegas with uh, shipping containers, which is something I've thought about because, you know, I have zombie preparedness you know, files 1 through 1,022 in my head. And uh, I thought that was a great idea. They wall it off, and a few years down the road, they're basically getting ready to drop a nuke. They're going to get rid of it because people are worried that zombies are going to get out. You know, they've actually, unlike most movies, they've managed to contain it. Uh, a rich man played by Hiroki Sanada, I got his name right this time, you know, my favorite Asian actor. Uh, he basically wants to hire some people to go in there and rob uh, a casino vault that has uh, $2 million in it that's already been reimbursed to him by the insurance company, so it's tax-free money. He can just take it. Now, he picks a guy that actually fought his way out of Las Vegas when this first happened. He picks this guy, and he's going to run the crew. So he goes, and he gets uh, picks the people he wants, and the idea is they have to go in there, and they have to um, 
rob the vault. Now I'm not going to give away too much here because I don't want to uh, ruin the movie for anyone. Uh, so I'm not going to give any further details plot wise there. What's different about this movie is that they're not traditional zombies. You do have your regular shamblers. Just, I want to eat shit. Uh, uh, and they have some that are fa- they, they're fast. They run around and shit. But there are also smarter ones. And it's uh, posited that maybe those are ones who were uh, bitten by the original zombie, the first one uh, that we see in the movie. Uh, and it's somewhat hinted at that uh, there might be alien involvement there. Because in nice. the, the opening scenes, you see two little lights in the sky take off as they're leaving Area 51 with this um, container that has that zombie in it. Now, uh, those zombies are smarter. Now, they're not walking around talking. They're still like, but they're actually able to communicate with each other. And right off in the beginning, there's this uh, fixer uh, who, uh, and she is played by, let me see if I can pull the the name. No, I can't. So, um, but she basically, her, her job has been, she always gets people in and out of Las Vegas because people still go in and out, even though they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And she has learned that you can like, you can leave sacrifices, let's call it, or offerings to the queen. And she will let you tool around in there as long as you don't go in certain places and they will actually leave you alone. So it's interesting. They have a hierarchy. Uh, they're, they're almost working towards something. It's not something we see a whole lot in zombie films. We see it a lot in zombie books, but it's always weird to me when you suddenly have intelligent zombies uh, who are walking around and talking and building a society like that. Um, this is definitely more primitive, uh, but it makes for a, a change because that, that right there changes everything about the movie. You know, your traditional zombie movies, we get in there, mindless things. There's just so many of them that they're overwhelming. Well, you have that, but now you also have the fact that they can plan. They can have tactics, and that adds a, another element of threat. Uh, Dave Bautista uh, was great in the movie. Uh, I haven't seen him in a whole lot other than Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, but I, I do know that he's done a few other movies. He's trying desperately to uh, break out of the just the action guy mold, mm-hmm. and he it's it, he isn't just an action guy here. There's there's some dramatic uh, weight to the character that he the character has a lot of baggage and. I'm not going to say he knocked it out of the park, but I certainly think he did uh, better than you would expect a guy that wrestled 10 years ago. Uh, Decent performance there. Uh, One of the big things about the movie is they had to replace uh, an actor by the name of Chris D'Elia for uh, basically trying to uh, bang uh, minors. And they had to remove him from the movie. And uh, Zack Snyder spent a ton of money to digitally replace him with uh, um, an actress by the name of Tig Notaro, uh, who is from Star Trek Discovery, uh, if you don't know that. fantastic and what they did is they it's really crazy because you, you, they blurred a lot of shots so that you they could like move things in and you know you know tig did not actually film any scenes with any of the cast like whenever you wow. see taking the, the scene uh you know th- nobody else is there what i find shocking is Zack snyder was able to successfully remove an entire person from a film and have it look decent but couldn't remove a fucking mustache to save his life, but hey, um, you know it, it it works, and uh, certainly it was one of the highlights of the film. Um, some people complain about the zombie tiger. Uh, you've seen that in the previews. I'll tell you what: uh, in the previews, you can't see it. Actually, getting to see it up close uh, in the movie, the zombie tiger looks fantastic. I mean, I don't know what you think a zombie tiger is supposed to look like, but if you look at that and you go, "Oh, that looks fake," well, of course it does because zombie tigers don't fucking exist, you moron. You know, from my perspective, I thought that was as good as I would expect a zombie tiger to look like in real life. It was fucking awesome. So I'm going to give this, you know, for going on or, uh, you know, five stars um, or thumbs up or whatever. You know, I'm going to say four. And I want to want to temper that with the fact that, you know, a five star movie would be something really great and fantastic. And this doesn't approach that. But it, as far as how much I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it like a four. Um, realistically, it's probably a three but I enjoy it like a four. It's two and a half hours long. Not once during that movie did I go, oh man, this is dragging or, oh man, this movie is really long. I mean, it really, it clipped along. I've never watched a movie that long without at some point it feeling like it was dragging. Uh, And it did definitely, if you have Netflix, um, watch it. I I mean, if you like zombie movies, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Outstanding. Um, Well, I reached out to our good friends at, uh, RogerEbert.com and uh, the guy who's doing things these days is a man named uh, Brian Tallarico 
And um, he doesn't quite agree with you, Hugh. He gives it two and a half stars. And he says, on the heels of HBO Max releasing Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League, the divisive filmmaker hops from one major streamer to another with next week's Netflix premiere of Army of the Dead. Released in a limited theatrical release tomorrow, May 12th. Okay, so it was a few weeks ago now. One can't, well, 10 days ago. Forget it. One can't title a zombie movie anything blank of the dead and not expect to draw comparisons to the great George A. Romero. But Snyder's pedigree includes helming the only good remake of one of the masters on dead flicks in his 2004 version of Dawn of the Dead. So does the new one match up to either that taut horror remake of the works of Romero himself? Yes and no. There are elements of this aggressive action extravaganza that are tightly conceived and executed, mostly in the zombie headshots department. There are also themes that feel muddled and characters that are incredibly thin. Yes, even for a movie like this one, for which character is rarely a strong suit. Still, the film delivers on what it promises in its title, which may be all that's needed for Snyder fans and those looking for a new action movie in an era when it still feels like all the blockbusters have been delayed. Army of the Dead opens with a clever scene involving a military transport colliding with a pair of newlyweds celebrating their marriage while driving down a Nevada highway. A bit of dialogue reveals that the convoy has recently come from Area 51 and that their undefined payload is so dangerous that their military-grade weapons won't make much of an impact. When the large container holding this, their deadly passenger is damaged, it opens and the soldiers who survived... The accident are pretty quickly turned into the undead before climbing a hill to set their sights on the city of Sin, Las Vegas. Over a cover version, of course, of Viva Las Vegas, Snyder unfolds a clever montage of the carnage that pretty quickly happened next. Topless zombie showgirls devour a man in a bathtub. Zombies turn casino floors into their playgrounds. The military comes in to get out as many survivors as possible before the entire city is walled off. The credits also introduce us to our major players, including Ward, Dave Batista, Cruz, Ana de la Reguera, and Vandero, Omari Hardwick. Three soldiers with dead aim and a whole lot of luck. Although after escaping the city, they've returned to blue-collar jobs while the government debates what to do now that a zombie king is running a casino called Olympus. That's why Ward listens when a wealthy man named Tanaka, Hiroki Sonata, Hughes guy, comes to him with a proposal. There's $200 million in a vault under Las Vegas. Get a team together, get the cash, and get out before the government nukes the entire city and they can keep $50 million of it. Ward reunites with Cruz and Vanderhoe, and the trio then puts together their own Ward's Eleven, including an expert safecracker, Matthias Schriegelhofer, a viral personality, Raul Castillo, Castillo, a helicopter pilot, Tignataro, seamlessly replacing Chris D'Elia, who shot the film and then was replaced with reshoots, one of Tanaka's men, Garrett Dillahunt, oh, and eventually even his own daughter, Kate, Ella Purnell. Other faces will pop up, including a scene-stealing coyote, Nora Arnazetter, and an abusive officer, played by Theo Rossi. Oh, see, now Corbs is missing it. He'd be all over that one. Most of them will end up zombie food. That's only a spoiler if you've never seen a zombie movie. Sorry. Despite its remarkable length, Army of the Dead is a pretty deliberate, lean movie that effectively blends the heist genre with the zombie one. Snyder's co-written script has just enough new in both departments. Although I wish there was a bit more to the heist itself than the direct line from A to zombie. And trying to get back to A again. It sometimes feels like the plot of Army of the Dead is merely a skeleton on which to hang the action scenes instead of something inherently clever on its own. I kept waiting for a twist or a surprise that never really came. It also would have helped for the lack of inventiveness in the story to be offset by more interesting characters, but these ones are incredibly shallow even for a zombie action genre. One could completely define almost every character in the film with no more than three words max. For example, Ward is a father, chef, and soldier. And that's all that anyone knows about him. Batista, a charismatic and underrated actor, struggles to make him feel three-dimensional, but he makes out better than De La Reguera or Hardwick, both of whom have almost no character at all. It's one of those films where the supporting players steal focus from the straight-laced leads simply because they give the film some energy. 
particularly Dillahunt, Schweighofer, and Arnizetter, who are all great. But why not punch it up a bit and give everyone a little personality? Some of the zombies here have more character depth than the humans for Romero's sake. There's also a sense that Snyder is playing with a political and topical themes without having much to say about any of them. Walls that separate people to the point that the team needs a coyote to get back into an American city. That's inherently topical given the hot buttons it presses. And it's impossible not to look at someone being temperature checked and not think about the current state of the world. Even if there's no way Snyder could have predicted that reality. The problem is they don't add up to much. They're flavor instead of actual ideas. And that's downright anti-Romero, given how much the master was willing to go right at themes like dead-eyed consumerism and the military-industrial complex in films like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. It's not that Army of the Dead necessarily needs those elements to work, but there's something frustrating about teasing them into the story only for them not to really go anywhere. So what does work about Army of the Dead? It's fun and unpretentious, driven more by its action set pieces than anything else. It's clearly is inspired by modern fast zombie films like world war z or 28 days later as it is the works of the master and there are moments when its grand insanity just clicks thanks to the set piece ambition of its filmmaker and the willingness of its cast to go anywhere he leads them an unforgettable zombie tiger a strange sort of undead king slash queen dynamic that shapes the action a great sequence involving using brain eaters to spring booby traps these are the kind of fun clever beats that keep army that Dead alive there are just enough for them to hold it together, even if it's a spin or two away from winning the jackpot. Well, I think that that was probably fair. Taylor Rico is a wordy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he is. My jaw hurts now. I don't have a joke for that. I mean, I wanted to have a joke for that, but I, I just couldn't negotiate one out of my mouth. But you might have negotiated one into your mouth earlier, and that's why your jaw hurts. That's where I was expecting it to go. <laughs> All right. Um, so what do you say? We throw it to commercial and we wrap this up. We'll go into our uh, featured topics and our midstream. Sounds like a plan. All right. Stick with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. And we are back so far without any more technical difficulties. Um, so l- let's get into some of our stuff here. I want to lead off with um, Hugh. Did you, did you see that Walmart just had to apologize for sending out a racist email? I did not. I'm not surprised, though. <laughs> Apparently what happened, and uh, I'll have the link to it that will explain more of it. But <laughs> um, a Walmart's calling bad actor. Uh, hacked in and created um, accounts, like dozens of accounts for people that are real email addresses that they got from a hack. But and uh, so they got sent the the typical "Welcome to Walmart" when you create an account thing. Uh, except that um, the the welcome message said "Welcome to Walmart." N word. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, so so they had to apologize that they're they're in uh in, in spin mode right now to try and fix that. Um, how yeah. do you let that happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they were if they were hacked, I mean, I, well, you know, yeah, look at it this way. And and I sometimes you know in my job, you know, we'll have thing things will happen. Okay, especially, you know, in, in captioning, you know, you mishear something. I mean, we've had some things get into something that, you know, maybe um, wasn't completely appropriate. Uh, mistakes happen. 
you know, you know, with us, you can mishear a word with Walmart. They could have an employee who's just pissed off. and It's like, you know, what, I'm going to leave this job. It's not worth it. They can't necessarily control that. I mean, I is it bad? Yes. Um, is it bad that they need to be canceled? No. I mean, unless right. we find out that, you know, it was one of the Waltons who sent that email, because let's face it, you don't get that rich without being at least a little bit racist. Um, if it wasn't the Waltons, if it was just an employee that fired the employee, you know, publicly yeah. put them up, you know, hey, hey, here's the guy, here's his picture, here's where he lives, and he's the one that did this. We're really sorry. Yeah, um, this is the asshole. Just... <laughs> yeah, they, they can't control that. You know, no. it, it doesn't, I mean, when, when something like that happens, it doesn't necessarily mean the company is racist or, you know, people get really upset about stuff like that. And it's like, come on. Yeah, think about it logically. Yeah. 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 But I just thought that was great. I, I, I had to throw that out there for you. Um. And I wish we could have let off the show with that, the the email itself. You mean actually just say it, like read it? Yeah. Welcome to Geek Pod. <laughs> uh, we may have to isolate that and put that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> that we, but we can't because we can't use that. It word. won't make any sense. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, we can bleep, but yeah, we're not going to. Um. So. We've we've had a few uh few couple um movie trailers drop in the last week or so. Yeah. Um and you said you've gotten to, to watch both of these. I, I have. And um one of them I, I can comment on. The other one, I was like, eh, I don't even remember remember what happened. I just there was stuff in things in fighting and swords. You know, yeah. And was, people who should be wearing masks and they're not. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Um, what we're talking about with that one is the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins movie, which is coming out uh, the day after my birthday, actually. Um, but it's theater only, so I might actually have to decide if I really want to go to the theater to watch a subpar G.I. Joe movie again. Um, but the, the episode dropped. The episode? The episode that's what dropped. I'm, that's what, I, you, that's are, what I'm are typing. You, are you having trouble negotiating your words right now? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, the trailer for it dropped and I'm not so sure. It looks like it's going to be a cool action movie, but as a Joe fan, cause I am, and I've been for years, um, that doesn't really scream GI Joe anything to me. Um, I'll go see it because I mean, I, I, I could be wrong about it. But, I mean, like I said, it looks like a cool martial arts movie is, yeah. is what we're getting. I, I really don't get Snake Eyes out of that. And I'm not going to be one of these guys, the, the quote-unquote purist that you're seeing online everywhere, screaming because Snake Eyes isn't a blonde white guy. Yeah, that's really a thing. People are freaking out over that. Really? I didn't yes. know Snake Eyes was a blonde white guy. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't unless you read the comics. Because in the cartoon, we never saw him with his mask off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's that one, and we'll have the link to the trailer in there if you guys want to check it out yourselves. And then the one that I was more excited for, and I hope you agree here, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I am excited for this. Uh, I'm, I was I, I really excited to see the trailer, and then I was kind of let down afterwards. Not, not for the reasons everyone else is. Um, people said, you know, the humor and the relationship between Eddie Brock and the symbiote. I thought that was all right. That was going to have to be tweaked a little bit for the movie anyway, make mm -hmm. it more like a buddy cop film. Um, I, I, I know Carnage is red. They hint that he's red, but man, it's really hard to tell what color Carnage is in that trailer. Um, yes. they, they really, and I'm, I'm worried that they're, the entire movie is going to be like that because I really want to see proper red carnage on screen now nobody don't give me any shit by saying we have to have diversity and it's okay for carnage to be blue if we want to want him to be blue carnage is supposed to be fucking red right that would be like bringing out captain america in a green costume you yeah. don't do it it doesn't matter if it's a white man or a black man but that better be a blue fucking costume motherfucker right um looks cool looking forward to that one too I don't know if I'll see that one in the theater. I didn't see the original Venom in the theater, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to check it out. I'm definitely. it didn't, didn't turn me off. Like I'm definitely not going to watch snake eyes, uh, but right. I, I will be watching let there be carnage if nothing else, because I mean, it's inspired casting. 
you know, Woody Harrelson is carnage. I mean, that's, I mean, in, unless he wads it, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody better to play that character. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And I've noticed they tweaked his look. So they make him look less stupid than he did at the end of mm-hmm. Venom. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, I, I'm down for it. 100%. Uh, and this newest one, I think it just dropped two days ago. The Eternals teaser. Did you see that one? I did. Not tell us a lot. Right. Why do I care? Yeah. We we there really isn't enough there to get us excited. And yeah, I I I said I was worried about this this uh, glut of movies that don't really have any popular characters or anything to anchor them. I'm really concerned about it because I mean, based on that trail, the only reason I'm going to see this movie is because it's a Marvel movie. Based on that trailer, I would not go see this fucking movie. Right, and they really need to pull something out. Like and and I think what what would do it is and they've they've said that's in the movie is we see a young Thanos in there like we get some Thanos origin in it. Yeah, I, I mean you know it, look at what James Gunn did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, prior to that first movie, your the average public did not know who they were. Right? But do you know you know what drew them in? I mean, if nothing else in the trailer, Groot. They they had Groot and then they had Baby Groot, of course. Uh, but that was that grabbed people like like Yo, little yoda did for the mandalorian yes um it, it, people like ooh, what's that there was nothing in that trailer that that made me go ooh, what's that i have to learn more about this the only thing that elicited a response at all was the avengers throwaway line at the end yep that made me chuckle that was it like you're saying that there's nothing else about that so far with what they've shown us that makes me want to see it at all yeah. And me being a, a comic book fan, I mean, it's kind of weird. You know, I'm open to things that are based on books I've never read, but mm-hmm. I, I really expected uh, to get drawn in a bit more. Yeah. And, and there isn't anything yet. I mean, like, I mean, we've got Jon Snow there playing Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Any mention of that? The guy was an Avenger. And we're not discussing that yet. Why? We get really nothing out of it. I digress. And that was a, that was a last oh, minute throwing. Angelina Jolie does have a pretty cool sword though. Yes. That Apparently that's her power is she can make any weapon out of gold energy. Oh. And I found out about that on YouTube. Because we don't know who these people are. Not a clue. Not a freaking clue. Um All right. So uh what what have you been streaming, Hugh? What are you watching? Uh, well, we've uh, gone through all the Blumhouse movies with Avery, so we're starting on the uh, Resident Evil series. Um, nice. Because she's all about, you know, she's back to wanting to watch horror movies. And, man, it's hard to find horror movies that ride that fine line. Because, you know, like, Resident Evil, we don't care if, you know, she sees a little bit of Mila Jovovich's nipple or something. Because, you know, the first couple movies, she had, must have had it in her contract that she has to show, like, one nipple at the opening of every single movie. Uh but, you know, we, we don't want any full-on sex. I mean, she, she hasn't asked questions about that kind of stuff. We want to stay away from it. So it's really hard to find horror movies that don't cross into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've uh, over the weekend, we watched The Babadook and uh, The Possession, uh, which is a Dybbuk box movie uh, starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Nice. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to The Unholy, which is uh, coming out, I think, next month. But um, it's tough to find movies that really uh, are safe for her at this point right now, that's hard yeah beyond that uh we are still uh we're thinking about diving into the handmaid's tale because i've heard lots of good stuff about it and of course we're still watching fear the walking dead uh probably um right now there's a, a bit of a tv um drought i Lull. guess yeah. yeah so i mean really what damar and i are watching is mostly um fear the walking dead and naked and afraid xl <laughs> nice uh, yeah, I'm still just watching Fear the Walking Dead and then getting caught up on a lot of the CW-verse shows. Um, I actually, when, when they did the Clue Master thing on Batwoman, it got me back into at least powering through. Um, I still can't believe it's got a season three coming, but it does. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm a little worried because this entire month I've been off, I've just been banking these shows, and I'm really worried I'm not going to get back into them because I... It's hard when you get too far behind. You're then you're just like, I don't want to sit through but, like six episodes at once. I was having a hard time watching it to begin with. All of the shows have been weak. 
I mean, up until the beginning of this month, I mean, all of them. I mean, Legends, maybe that started off strong. Again, I, I don't know. Legends is always wacky. It's like one of those things, like the first couple episodes of the season, I'm like, I fucking hate this. And then by the end, I'm like, this is my favorite show ever. <laughs> you know, it's it's always, it's not uneven. It just, the, the story is so out there. It takes some time before you really get into it. Uh, but the other ones, I mean, this is the the final episode of uh, Black Lightning aired this week, right? I guess I, so. I, I, I'm like I haven't three, watched that three in three seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I've loved it, but up until this season, but as a final season, it's kind of been like, eh. Um, right. And the weren't flat- they prepping that for the painkiller spinoff that is now not happening? Oh, is it not happening? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, they, 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 they uh, declined to pick it up after they did all this stuff for it. Yeah, they spent an entire episode uh, on that, which really bothered me because they wanted to get that character back in the world. And if you removed that episode from this season, at least as far as I watched, wouldn't have made a difference. Doesn't make a difference. Uh, Wonderful. So they wait in it's a shorter season, the final season, and they wasted an episode on that. Perfect. Yep. Haven't watched any of that. I, um, I haven't watched Supergirl. I gave up on Supergirl seasons ago. Kristen still watches it. That's wacky. I, uh, no interest and um, I'm, I'm trying to circle back to superman and lois um even with I the hiatus we'll watch that again. yeah even with the hiatus i think we're still like two episodes behind um and flash i'm almost caught up on i'm i think i'm two episodes two or three episodes behind on that now is that picked up any at all it's just weird i'm not i'm not sure where they're going with it and knowing that you know we have major cast members leaving the show like for good it's it's kind of like the same with with Legends of Tomorrow right now, because word came out that um, Nick Rory, the guy that plays him, yeah, he's leaving the show, and I guess he's leaving it in a blaze of glory. I guess he had a whole lot of nothing nice to say about uh, the that. That was and all that. according to the news that was all blown out of proportion. Okay, and apparently he is he has an an open handshake deal to come back in the future. Okay. Um, so I, I I don't really know if that was a matter of him speaking out of turn or he was just like, hey, this is how I am. I always talk like this. So but <laughs> right. apparently they're all they're all good. Okay, good. Um, but Flash is the Flash. It's just it's one of those where it's a slow build to where we're going this season again. To whatever speeds bad speedster is going to be the bad yeah. guy. Right. But I mean, we're getting impulse soon. That's that's apparently the big thing. Impulse is coming. And I think it's supposed to be like the 150th episode and the daughter that no longer exists in the timeline is supposed to be coming back too. Oh, so nice. And there's a season eight. We know that uh, news came out the other day that season eight is going to start off with um, mini crossover events for like the first five episodes. It's going to be flash teaming up with one of the other CW verse characters in each one of them. Nice. Um, and then I guess they're doing kind of the same thing with John Diggle from arrow. He's going to show up in single episodes of four different shows to expand on where we left him last. Okay. So, um, yeah. I'm just waiting for Stargirl to come back. I don't know what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Supernatural is gone. I don't know what. I have to just get rid of my TV. Just throw it out the window? Yeah. What do I need? You don't no, want to do that. I you just need... bought it. You need that for video gaming. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I need it for video gaming. <laughs> Um, but but how how do you feel about this week's fear? I liked it. Um, a lot of whole lot of Alicia, and that's never a bad thing. Um, had we met Cole before? I think so. I think you. It, it was a while ago, though. That and it's it's hard. It's tough to remember because that show changes so much. Right. I did not remember him at all. Neither did I. I, I we only got it because she told us so. That's that's what it was. That was really cool. <laughs> the the mother corpse. <laughs> that was fucking great. John Glover can do no wrong. He is phenomenal in everything he's in. But the only thing that bothers me is he looks like a fucking lion. Like you know, that's I, every time I see him, that's that's all I see. I I I don't know where this is gonna go, uh, but I did think this week that maybe he was playing it a little too crazy. Or a little too, I mean, he, he was just a little too wacky. Yeah. 
know, a little too Willy Wonka. Um, like chewing scenery wacky, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was the don't get me wrong, I will watch him chew scenery all day. Yes. Uh, it's 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 so entertaining. Um, but I, I wasn't sure if it was appropriate for the story they're telling, which a little out of place be. on that kind of a show. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I guess, you know, that that's one of those things that, you know, that was really good if it was in a different show. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but still love having him there. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you, you don't get to see him in a whole lot. No, like, I don't, I don't recall seeing him in anything since Smallville. Yeah, I'm sure he's been in something, but nothing I've watched. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool episode. We're really fleshing out what those guys are doing and why. And I mean, I'm still waiting to find out about the submarine stuff. Like what the hell is going on there? Well, Luke, they said, he said that there was a missile. They're going to yes. launch. No, 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 no. I got that. But it's like, why is that beached? Like, like that's, I'm, I'm waiting for that web series. So we get our explanation on all that, but uh, still digging this. Still, still think that Fear is the superior Walking Dead show yes, at this point. Yes. So, oh, and I saw that uh, World Beyond got a Blu-ray release. I just saw it in stores. Hooray! So, I guess. Who buys? I'm just Blu-rays? not used to seeing that. Do you buy Blu-rays? Actually, not anymore. Not now. Now I now I stream everything, and if I can't stream it, I'm very disappointed. So, I'm sure you are. Uh, oh, uh, to wrap it up here, unless you have other things. Um, so last time out, I was talking about Dino Safari. Yes. Yes. Went to it. We had a blast. I have, remind me, I have to tell you about that. Okay. Okay. Um, that translated into the kids wanting to watch the Jurassic Park series now. Nice. Yes, we watched the original. They're they're really hooked in to the point that Kylie wants a T Rex toy now. She, she came to Kristen with a with an Amazon gift card and said, "You need to buy me dinosaur toys." And Kristen was like, "No, no." no. <laughs> so she's trying to leverage um, everybody in the family to go to Target and buy her Jurassic World toys now. So lovely. Yes. What did you have to say about Dino Safari? So have you gone to the trail, that, that the trail on the other side of the lake, the one that they built over the past few years? You know what I'm talking about? The walking trail? Yeah. I have haven't been there? there, but I know of it. Okay. Um, we've been meaning to, to stop there and check it out. And last uh, Friday, uh, we, we finally did it. And uh, we pulled into the little parking lot. They got the little, you can see it just, you know, where you normally, you know, get off the highway mm-hmm. to go to the state fair, just go to the right. We parked there and we walked up, uh, what, took a left and walked. Uh, first of all, that trail is fucking beautiful. That's okay, uh, you, you looking at it from the road, you wouldn't think it, but it's meticulously landscaped, even with specific weeds. Okay, there's like this thing where it's it looks like wheat, but really tall, hardy wheat, and it just line. It's so cool. They put a ton of work into this, and you wouldn't know it if you didn't walk it. Now. What's interesting is that actually goes behind the dino safari. Yep. So we got to walk by that. I mean, we were close enough. I mean, people in cars could see us. We could see them. We could see the dinosaurs. Uh, first of all, I'm glad your kids uh, uh, enjoyed it. We saw that and we were like, holy crap, we are so glad we didn't pay 50 bucks for this because it looked super lame. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, looked it definitely could have been far. better. Um, but you also... You were only getting half the experience. Like there's a, there's a whole app you download that goes through all the audio of it and everything along with it. And that helps more. It's actually, it was pretty educational. Mm -hmm. It tells you about each of the different ones. And there's a little storyline that goes along with it. You're smuggling baby T-Rex eggs and you have to get them back to the T-Rex mom. And you basically, it winds up at the end where you pull up next to it and you chuck the plastic um, Easter eggs at at the statue of a T-Rex. You know, that was one of my great pickup lines. Are you smuggling some T-Rex eggs in your shirt? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> um, we, you, well, we, we saw it and, you know, it was what it was. I was like, I just go to my wife. I'm like, hey, you know what? This is great. We come to this place. It's new, unexpected, turns out to be beautiful. And there's fucking dinosaurs. Right. It can't get any better than this. Uh, but, you know, it was really nice because uh, they plant a lot of flowers and, and trees that have blossoms. And the whole walk, there was just this beautiful smell. 
of uh, which would probably kill you right now uh, with your allergies. Um, I seem in my old age, I don't know if I'm turning into a girl or something, but I've become really interested in flowers, uh, like taking close up pictures of them. And, the, you know, when I smell flowers, I'm like, which is something I've never cared about my entire life. But anyway, uh, so we enjoyed the walk. We're on our way back and we, we see a few people biking and running and all that stuff. And of course, my wife is complaining because, you know, I have gas like I always do. And so I'm starting to like hang back when I, I fart, hang back, wait 10 seconds, then start walking. But then the breeze will catch it up with us. So finally, I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to wait 30 seconds. So I rip one. I stand there for probably 20 seconds. And then I jog to catch up with her. This bike goes by. He waves like, hey, hey, gets behind us. And we hear, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you killed him. That's I mean, awesome. he was a good 20 feet away from us when he started coughing. <laughs> Maybe it was something else. <laughs> but what are the odds? Yeah. yeah it was so funny. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we uh, um, used, uh, we did our, used our cheat meal that night. We went to um, the second Stella's Diner. They opened one in um, Camillus. Yep. I hadn't, hadn't been there before. Have you been there? I haven't been there. I saw it. Um, super small, uh, kind of cramped, but uh, the food was fantastic. Um, awesome. I, Never really been a fan of the main Stella's Diner because it's always so busy, uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a good time. Had a. Why are you looking at me? There's a cat over. Oh, you can see her tail. We can see the tail pop through. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. That's why I was worried. I was glad we uh, canceled last Friday because I, I was concerned that I wasn't going to make it at home in time because I hadn't done any show notes yet. Right. And uh, I, I we would have gotten back with about a half hour to spare. Yeah, well, it was for the best. That's yeah. I had to get AC. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, tonight it was for the butt. For the butt, yeah. yeah that's why things are different. <laughs> but I think I think you and I have negotiated this particular episode fairly well. We right. definitely didn't crap out in any of the segments, especially considering that I did not have a, a movie review prepared before we got together and found out that we didn't have a movie reviewer. So. Uh, I would say that this overall, this did not turn into a big shit storm like I thought it might. I think on that note, I think I'm going to drop some nuggets. Yeah, drop your nuggets, Paul. <clears throat> Always give 100% unless you're giving blood. Good night, everybody, and megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. <laughs>